Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Doug McCain here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. And today we are back talking about the postseason roster. And today we're focusing on position players. As always, I'm joined by my man, Mr. Clint Pazias. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at RealFRG. What up, Clint? Postseason baseball is here a couple days away. Let's get into it, DMAC. Postseason baseball, there's nothing better. October baseball, let's do this. So we're going to talk about the starting, the the roster crunch for the position players. It's not as complicated. It's not as nuanced as the bullpen or some of the pitchers that we just talked about. But there are some debates that could be had. But let's start, as always, as we do with the locks. Of course, Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, Justin Turner, Trace Thompson, I think is absolutely a lock at this point. No question about it cody bellinger gavin lux austin barnes austin barnes then you talk about the bench you got austin barnes like (laughs) i was about to say just now uh then you got joey gallo chris taylor and then the debate really is between miguel vargas or hanser alberto so first let's talk about chris taylor though so chris taylor of course last year we had ock taylor he was the dodgers most productive postseason player he did so many things for this team but this year he's dealt with injuries after signing that four-year 60 million dollar contract it's been a disappointment he's the strikeout rate is sky high we call him swing and miss chris chris kaler and he's dealt with that neck injury so he experienced that that neck pain he felt something a little tweak during batting practice a few weeks uh, last week and he got the cortisone shot but what are your thoughts on where they're at with chris taylor right now by all accounts from what we're hearing from him what we're hearing from dave uh they're in a lot better position than they were even even earlier uh in the final week of the season um that doesn't mean his bat is good or all of a sudden he was putting better lumber on the ball in the final uh his final few games before he, he ended up getting uh you know having to be held out of the lineup i think he's going to be on the roster i i think it's not gonna it's going to be a non-issue and i i feel at this point just because there is going to be some concern it may have knocked him out of the starting lineup though that that's kind of where I, th- I think it's at i think he hasn't been able to take advantage of a nice hot run and that opened the door hopefully in my opinion hopefully open the door for uh trace thompson yeah, I think Chris Taylor is a guy that if he's right, of course, the Dodgers, they trust him. Doc trusts him as one of his guys. And a lot has been made about his struggles late. And yes, a 608 OPS hitting 212 in September. The strikeout rate is through the roof. But last season, he was hitting 187 over the last two months. He was 8 for 72 and didn't even start in the wild card game before hitting the home run off of Reyes. So he's a guy that it's just a different animal. He knows how to perform and get you a big hit. But the Injuries are concerning because that, I think, is one of the reasons why he did struggle this season. He had that offseason elbow surgery to clean some stuff up. He was banged up throughout the year. And you just don't want to see one of your big postseason contributors, a guy that you can count on, be banged up. But hopefully I, he's going to make a impact on this team. And hopefully he feels right because he's saying the right things. And I don't think it's going to be a big issue. But we look, know he's a gamer, too. That's the thing. I think that's gamer. the thing that Dave's going to love the most about CT. What's always pretty much 
much always going to guarantee Chris Taylor gets a roster spot with these Dodgers. He's a gamer. He's one of Dave's guys. Been there, done that. He's done just about everything for this team, and he's done it also in the postseason, like you're saying. You know, the, the numbers have been there. Oct Taylor is a real thing. We don't have Jocktober anymore, so we've got Oct Taylor. Yeah, and then the great thing, too, is you got a Trace Thompson. So I don't want to see him taking at-bats away from Trace Thompson, and I think that there will be a shorter leash if he does struggle early on, but they're in a good spot regardless. I don't think that it's this postseason, this World Series championship is going to come down to whether or not Chris Taylor struggles in the postseason, but he does do a lot of things for them, especially Mm -hmm. when he is the Chris Army knife. You can use him in the infield. You can move him around in the outfield, but his spot, of course, he's almost like a Blake Trinan, a Dustin May. If he's held of course he's going to be on the roster there's no question about it but next i want to talk about joey gallo so joey gallo like we talked about on the monday show i looked right at that camera i said hey guys this narrative is false he isn't fixed with the dodgers the strikeouts are sky high he continues to struggle at the place i mean 57 strikeouts in 117 at bats with la slashing 162 277 393 yes he has the power to run into one yes we know what he's able to do when he makes contact but where do you think joey Gallo is right now do you have a lot of confidence in him maybe coming in late getting a big hit where do you see how do you see them using Joey Gallo I think I I'm worried they're going to use him as the starter uh in left against right-handed pitching I don't know that he's earned that in fact I would argue he has unearned that in his time you know the first week week and a half in Dodger blue was great like everything it, it, it proved Once again, always put your faith in Andrew Friedman. And yes, he still has an opportunity. Uh, Gallo still has an opportunity to make a difference somehow in some way uh, in October. You know, you want to be, you just want to contribute, you know, any way you can. You want to contribute to helping the ball club win a ball game, whether it's on defense, whether it's on offense. And, you know, as multi-time gold glove award winner. But I, I would say that's my fear. My fear is he somehow is the starter the starting left fielder against right-handed pitching, which goes against the strengths we've seen from Trace Thompson this year. And in that, in that situation, I'd rather have a banged up Chris Taylor just because he's been there, you know, and then, you know, you have somebody who more likely is going to swing and miss in a pinch hitting roll off the bench. But, but if you need a bopper late in, in any situation, you know, you could throw Galloway in off the bench, but um, you know, we hoped, that uh, him coming to LA would be a change of scenery and, 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 you know, fix him. I guess that's now the next hope changing calendar, wiping the slate clean of all of his stats uh, here in the postseason. that, I guess that's the next hope. You hope that that, that does something for his mental, for his psyche. And, um, you know, not seeing the, I guess he's going to see zero, zero, zero on the board, but it's better than seeing like a 490 uh, OPS or whatever that, I mean, the, the slugging is there, but still you get the idea. So over under two home runs for Joey Gallo in the postseason. Uh, take the over. Take the over on I that. I take the over. Producer Cody says over as well. 
I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I mean, <gasps> he struck out. I think he has one home run. I think he'll get one home run yeah, for the let's Dodgers. Let's do the over-under on strikeouts. In, in the postseason. <laughs> I think at 12. His issues making contact are very frustrating. You saw last week, he loves eight runners on base, struck out with the bases loaded on two different occasions. I mean, sometimes you wonder, is Julio Arias a better option off the bat, off the bench with a bat? Because he's a really good hitter. He's a really good hitter. Really I mean, good hitter. look at his career it's, numbers. It's a good but call. I want Joey Gallo to have success. I definitely think he's capable of running into one and having an impact home run. But I think that the only thing I'm concerned about is that he's not taking at bats away from a potentially healthy Chris Taylor or a healthy Trace Thompson because he hasn't earned it. Yes, defensively, we know he's a multi-time Gold Glove Award winner and he is going to provide better depth than we saw last season. So PTSD from the Sousa Juniors. And those types. Andy I mean, Andy Burns. Burns. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to see that ever again. How about Billy McKinney? I mean, oh. so the reality is they're oh. better depth-wise with Joey Gallo. And, hey, I would love to be proved wrong. I hope that he goes crazy and loses his mind. And it's like 10 dingers. Goes Corey Seager. But Hell, yeah. He's Go just, out there. Earn yeah. that next contract. Yeah. You can do it right now. Joey, Joey, right? So, yeah, Joey Gallo, he's not going to have a massive role. And, look, maybe late in the game against there's a matchup that they like. You see a, a switch, and you go with the Joey Gallo in that situation where you need some power off the bench. He's definitely an interesting option, but you just would wish that he was having more success heading into the postseason, not just really continuing to struggle. So next we're going to talk about Joey's best friend, and that is Hanser Alberto. The answer. Hanser the answer. Yeah. And you look at the end of this roster, of course, Chris Taylor, Locke, Joey Gallo. It's not really a debate because Doc's already said he's going to be on. And then you have Austin Barnes, of course, Austin Barnes. Now, it really comes down to Hanser Alberto or Miguel Vargas. What are your thoughts on that last roster spot and who it could go to? There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer, but there's one lesser of two evil. And I don't know if it's a lesser of two. It's a... Not an incorrect answer. It's going to be Hanser because he means a lot to this clubhouse. He means a lot to the ball club. And sure, if he's not on the active roster, still going to be in the dugout. He's still going to be on the bench. He's still going to be around rooting for these dudes. But he's not your best option at the plate. He's not your best option at the back end of a bullpen. (laughs) But at least he does provide that a little bit. Uh, But it's going to be him. I think there's just there's there's such... Uh, a small track record with Miguel Vargas and he didn't do enough to show out. He had a nice little stretch where he was, he was running into a couple against some bad pitching. Um, But it's just, it's not, it's not time to, I'm not going to call it wasting a, a roster spot, but I don't think it's best utilizing a roster spot in a rookie that didn't prove himself well enough. Like in 19 Luxie, at least he had, you know, it wasn't a great September, but at least he hit, what, like 250, he had a couple of bomb skis. Like, there was some production there. Miguel, it hasn't been there. At least, you know, Hanser can kind of get bat to ball, and maybe he's one of those guys, too, Same, uh, same in, the, uh, in the same spirit of Gallo, where if the slate wipes clean and all of a sudden those, you know, you get, you go one for one, you see a thousand on the board or you're, you know, whatever, two for four, you see 500 on the board, you're feeling good. You're feeling frisky. You're feeling crispy. And, uh, you know, it just, it makes a difference in, in the mental side of the game to get out there and, um, you know, not see a 217 batting average and whatever the hell it may be. But uh, what are your, what are you thinking for that? I guess essentially it is the final roster spot. Yeah. Position I mean, player wise. 
Yeah, it's definitely going to come down to one of those two guys. Yes, they did make that interesting move with Amaya. And then is there a possibility that Kevin Pillar gets a shot? I think it's that comes down to injuries, of course. My if there's boy, any Pillar, injury bro. issues, maybe you go that route. A lot of people asking me in the DMs on Twitter, like, oh, what about James Alman? Like, James Alman strikes out a little too much at this point, I think. It's going to come down to Hanser or Miguel Vargas. And I think the decision really has been made. It's going to be Hanser Alberto. And I'll tell you why. One, you're not going to see that many meaningful at-bats from any of these guys coming off the bench. When you look at how they've used the DH spot this season, it's been minimal. And then Hanser Alberto, what he does provide is he gives you that defensive versatility. He can play those middle infield spots. Miguel Vargas, we've seen him at third. We've seen him at first. We also seen him looking a little raw, a little green in yeah. the outfield, despite the tutelage of Mookie Betts. Wasn't able to fix him in the <laughs> outfield. And I do think that when you talk about their ceiling, I love Miguel Vargas' bat to ball. I love the fact that he can go up there and possibly get you an extra base hit. We've seen the potential there. And when you look at his numbers in AAA, those strikeout numbers, they're very low. Had a strikeout rate just above 14%. In the show... For a while, that was what I liked most about Miggy was that, yeah, he wasn't producing, but you didn't see too many strikeouts. <laughs> now that number up to 26% had a three strikeout game over the last two weeks. So, yeah, Miguel Vargas, not quite there yet. It's going to be Hanser Alberto. Like I said, he's like the DJ Khaled of the Dodgers. He's like their hype man. You're like, what does he actually do? <laughs> you know, I've been calling him the, the highest paid mascot in Major League Baseball. But what he does provide is he keeps the clubhouse loose. He's been an integral part of the team chemistry this year. Anytime Mookie Bet says that you're the catalyst of the group, that's big time. So I think Hanser is a guy that when we made the signing, we talked about what we like. Yes, he's not going to hit for power. You're not going to get the slug, yeah. but you will get that bat to ball. And that's what the Dodgers lacked in the NLCS when they just couldn't put the the ball in play so ideally he's a guy that will put the ball in play if he's given an opportunity if there's any injuries even during a game you can plug him into some of those infield spots so to me it's clear Hanser is the answer for that last roster spot but uh in a roaring stadium their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Yeah, I mean, look at this roster. They're stacked. I feel good about it up and down. I love the fact that, I mean, we talked about this, how they were able to have that get-right game before yeah. the break. Because can you imagine Dodger Twitter if they entered the postseason on a four-game losing streak? So what are your thoughts on just the offense? Freddie Freeman was over his last 12 before having a good game. Trey Turner goes deep. Do you think that's meaningful, the fact that they were able to get some big hits before the end of the season? I mean, I think they haven't played for anything meaningful since... You know, clinching, clinching home field advantage through the postseason. Everybody was dragging. Of course, they're dragging. They they were just, we want to get to where it matters again. I think this team, it, I mean, it's a group of veterans. It's a, a group of, of people that have succeeded at the highest level in this game. We're talking MVPs. We're talking all-stars. We're talking World Series champions. They know when to switch it on. Uh, sure, they didn't officially switch it off, but mentally they weren't all there. Uh, still, nobody likes to fail, and I, I think that that game 
uh, win 111 meant a lot to this club, to the psyche, to feeling good coming into this this uh, slate of simulated games at Dodger Stadium where, you know, we're seeing some some interesting faces and, and all that kind of stuff uh, to, to kind of shift a little bit there because I wanted to get your opinion. Um, uh, if you think any of the guys that have been kind of called up to Dodger Stadium for these, these sim games, you think anybody can sneak it, their way into the picture because you do have Kevin Pilar, you have uh, uh, James Outman is up. <laughs> the ghost of Edwin Rios has, has reemerged. Um, do you think any of the say let's let's focus on those three for a second do you think there's any chance they go off script uh and and possibly throw one of those guys on the roster it's possible it definitely is possible i think it's unlikely but when you add a kevin pilar a guy that plays the outfield but really is nothing to write home about at the plate so offensively is he going to change the game no he's not james outman is a very intriguing idea because you consider the success he had with the dodgers he set the world on fire james you couldn't get him out man and he dominated in triple a when he was sent back down but last year the dodgers struggled at the plate striking out in big situations anytime they went to the bench they had issues just getting having making contact and putting the ball in play and outman he struck out quite a bit Edwin Rios to me is very interesting because not a lot of people are talking about him they're no. just not talking about Edwin Rios and he led the Dodgers in home runs when he went down we know he can provide that thump from the left side but then you also have Joey Gallo yes one plays infield one plays outfield so if they're looking for that boomer bust thunder from the left side he's infield there's an asterisk there yeah I mean defensively <laughs> they all leave more to be desired that's why I think that Hanser Alberto is the guy they're ultimately going to go with because they know that their success or failure is going to come from the top of the lineup, the meat of the lineup, and they don't, an impact bat's not going to move the needle. It's more of a breaking case of emergency mm -hmm. from some of these defensive spots. So I personally, I know it's fun to think about maybe the idea of throwing a curveball in, having a guy that opposing teams haven't seen as much late in the year when they scout this Dodgers team, but I still think at the end of the day, it will be Hanser Alberto. But a uh, question I want to ask you, well, let me ask you that same question. Do you think out of those three, anyone will, just, will get any strong consideration for the postseason roster? Uh, you know, the only name, I mean, they've, for some reason, they've been really high on Kevin Pillar. Yeah. Uh, all through his injury and all that. I mean, credit to the dude for putting in that work to get back from a pretty catastrophic shoulder injury. The only guy I could I could see somehow sneaking his way on is, you know, the Dodgers admitting defeat. It didn't work with Gallo. Punt, you punt on Gallo and you you put Eddie back on. Because Edwin Rio, Edwin Rios can at least you know, we know he can run into major league pitching. He's going to come up with something straight up to prove if somehow he makes the postseason roster, a postseason roster. He's got a lot to prove to himself, to his next ball club, because dude is going to be a trade candidate yeah, this offseason. Sure. Um, that, that's really my only guy. And, and he's not going to get many options. He will be exclusively a pinch hit type. He's not going to DH just purely based on the way uh, Dave puts together his lineups. But you know, if Chris Taylor is healthy and can play anywhere, and if you feel confident about Gavin Lux's neck and his ability capabilities right now, and, you know, if you're smart about it and Trace Thompson is your starting left fielder, you're kind of looking at Gallo as sort of a an odd man out. Um, 
especially, you know, considering 40 plus percent strikeout rate, uh, not to say that Eddie's bat the ball is much better, but the Homer to, uh, at bat ratio, I feel is better at this point in time with his mental, with his psyche. And, and, you know, it could, it could be a feel good story of like a, you know, eventually they righted a wrong. They brought him back. Like you said, he was leading the team in, in a slug at the time he went down. That's the only guy I can see. Will it happen? Very, very low likelihood, but that's the only thing I could see that makes any semblance of sense. Like you, you punted on Joey Gallo. He's a good dude. You know, he plays the games hard, but the, at some point you have to get production. It's not just about playing hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think Edwin Rios is an interesting idea. I think the fact that Gallo does have seven home runs with the Dodgers, they did bring him in for that reason. I don't, don't see them pulling the plug on the Joey yeah. Gallo experiment this late in the game, but Edwin Rios is a guy that he had a big home run against the Braves in the NLCS in 2020. He has had some postseason success yeah. with his Dodgers organization. The Pilar one's very a big head scratcher. I mean, this year with the Dodgers, he was pretty terrible at the plate. For his career, he's hitting just over 200 in the postseason, yeah. so it's not like he has this career where he has all these big postseason moments, and yeah, he does play in the outfield where he kind of unnecessarily dies to make big highlight plays sometimes. So Dan and it. yeah, Dan, I, going for the web gems. He, you know, he does it in his yeah. head, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, next question I want to ask you, and we'll wrap it up on this is which Dodgers position player needs to step up the most in the postseason? You know, I, I love going fringe guys. I always love going fringe guys. And I think a lot of this lineup, I mean, we know what, what's expected out of one through three, one through four, one through six, to be honest, and an easy and somewhat, it feels somewhat lazy answer would be Trey Turner. To me, it's Gavin Lux. Like he means a lot. He meant so much of this team as a bottom of the lineup catalyst. He was driving in runs late in the lineup. If you're able to get a run production out of your eight and nine spot consistent, I mean, that is debilitating to another team. So I like looking at that as a way of, just, I mean, you're stomping on the opponent in a way. If if Luxie's able to go up there and, and you know drop a two run double or something like that, so Lux is going to be my guy. I got faith in him as long as he's feeling frisky, feeling good, feeling like like that neck is is uh, in a better spot than it was early in September. I I can't not go with my boy, the uh, the killer from Kenosha. <laughs> I like that, the killer from Kenosha. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Gavin Lux is a guy who I don't think gets enough credit for earlier in the season when the bottom of the bottom of the the Dodgers lineup was just was just caca was poopoo was not producing at all. He was the one guy that was turning the lineup around. Well analyzed. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, he was the guy who picked it up. Yeah. He picked it up when the meat of the lineup, when the bottom of the order wasn't getting it done. So yeah, if you look at the 2021 postseason, a lot of people forget this, but in Game Five of the NLDS, he gets the big base hit to pass the baton to give Belly a chance to get that base hit, and the Dodgers ultimately won that game. So I definitely think that he's a guy that could step up and let's not forget too then 2019 became the youngest dodger to hit a home run in a postseason game so it has been building for him he has proven that he can't have postseason success 
But to me, it has to be Cody Bellinger. I'm going with Cody oh. Bellinger. I've been, I'm, I'm going to die on the Cody Bellinger hill. I really will. At his lowest point, I stuck with Belly. I'm a Belly Ever till I die. And if you look at his numbers of late in his last seven games, nine for 24, hitting 375. He's 13 for 40, hitting 325 in his last 30, 20 for 72 in his last 23 with two bombs and five doubles and 13 RBI. So, it's October. Leaves are dying, but Cody Bellinger's coming alive. Belly, I'm telling you, he's going to make a big play, get a big hit. He's locked in. Some guys can't handle the postseason. He's not one of those guys. He steps up. He flips that switch. I think you're I seeing agree. better bat to ball, better control with the barrel at the plate, the approach starting sooner. So I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to silence a lot of his haters. And I think that, yeah, he's going to step up. And I think he will. And I think he needs to because I don't want to complicate the center field situation. I want him to, I want them to rely on him to get it done out in center field. But those are my, I go with Cody Bellinger, Clint's going with Lux, but let us know down below in the comment section, which Dodger position player needs to step up the most in the postseason. Because look, he has a great postseason Bellinger. We forget about oh, his yeah. bad regular season. He's right? playing for a contract. Really? He's playing yeah. for, for a contract to be tendered in the off season because Hey, Aaron judge is a free agent. I'm just saying, that's getting ahead of ourselves. So there's one guy who I agree and I feel deep down the pits of my souls and deep down in my cockles in the subcockle region that can turn it on when the, the, the calendar turns. It is, it is the bopper, man. Cody, that's a good pick. Also, never sleep on this guy. Go ahead, go ahead and give me a solo shot right there. That Never sleep on the captain, Austin uh, Barnes. He's coming up. He's coming up with a big time Blake Snell's Not. father, guys. Blake Snell's father. Yeah, that's Snell's daddy yeah. right there. Yeah, the Austin Barnes, he's going to be big, too. So, yeah, let us know down game below two, in the comments. Game two starting catcher right there. There it is, man. A.B., man. He's a guy. <laughs> best backup catcher in the league. No yeah. question about it. But, uh, yeah, that's who we got for our road, for our postseason position player roster. Hanser versus Vargas. You got Joey Gallo. <laughs> Lots to talk about, but not uh, not going to be a big debate. I mean, we'll see what happens this weekend, but I think it's pretty much well said. This team, best roster in the postseason, in my opinion. We look at the offense. These guys are ready to get it going, but let us know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all latest Dodgers news, rumors, high videos, breakdowns, and more, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And make this sure you're tuning in all, all postseason long pre-games post-game tell your mom tell your grandma tell everybody tune in dodgersnation.com and dodgers nation tv all that kind of stuff tune in guys we'll be rocking with you all postseason long this is clint pasillas you can follow him at real frg go give him a follow my name of course doug mccain and uh yeah let us know down below enjoy the rest of your weekend and until next time think blue bleed blue and we yeah. out <laughs>
their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.